The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While the crowd was pressing in on Jesus and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. He saw two boats there alongside the lake. The fishermen had disembarked and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, he asked him to put out a short distance from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. After he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Simon said in reply, Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing. But at your command, I will lower the nets. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets were tearing. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come to, him, to, come to help them. They came and filled both boats, so that the boats were in danger of sinking. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord for I am a sinful man. For astonishment at the catch of fish they had made seized him and all those with him, and likewise James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners of Simon. Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. When they brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Peter fell at Jesus' feet and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. All of us have failures and areas of weakness, but not all of us go on to be redeemed. Another way to say it, we are all sinners, but not all of us are in recovery. I don't know if you've ever known someone that's gone through AA or one of the 12-step programs that there are, but I'm a huge fan because I've seen the fruit of these programs in the lives of many. A priest mentor of mine has gone through recovery, and talking to him and to others that I know that have been in recovery is like a breath of fresh air, because they don't put on a facade. They don't try to pretend that they don't have a past, and they don't try to pretend that they still have an area of weakness in their life. They are amazingly transparent, and they lead with their weakness. And it gives other people permission to lean into their areas of weakness and to seek help and recovery themselves. 
Maybe not all of us here struggle with alcohol or another substance addiction, but we all have areas of addiction. Our go-to sins are our addiction, and we are all in need of recovery. Jesus did not come to seek the healthy and the righteous. He came to, say, he came to seek out the sinners. He came as a doctor seeking out the sick. And unless we're sick, we don't need a doctor. Unless we are sinners, we don't need a Savior. And we don't need Jesus. And we certainly don't need to be here every Sunday morning. Jesus has come to heal us. Jesus, as we see in the gospel, has come into our boat. He's come into our life. He is here and he is extending an invitation. Will you put out into the deep? Will you do something that doesn't even necessarily make sense? Will you reveal your area of weakness? In my life and in the life of these people that have gone through recovery, they don't say, they lead with the fact that they tried to do it their way and they weren't able to do it. And this is the first step of the 12 steps, to recognize that I, I'm powerless over this thing and I cannot manage this area of my life by myself. I need someone else. We as Catholics have an incredible opportunity to do this in multiple ways. First and foremost, unless we're willing to admit it to God in our own time of private prayer, we probably won't receive the recovery that we need. To be honest with the Lord, Lord, I cannot, but you can. For us as priests, it's always super humbling because we recognize so often how poor we are before the situation that the Lord puts us in. And it's precisely when we think we don't have what it takes, and it's precisely when we're feeling at our lowest and in our weakness, that the Lord bears the most fruit. How many priests I've talked to have said, after preaching a homily, wow, that was a flop. I am just like, let's get to the creed. Let's move on to the next thing because I don't even want to think about how bad that homily went. And then it's after that mass that people come up to that priest and say, Father, that was the best homily I've ever heard. It hit me in such, in such an incredible way. The Holy Spirit was speaking through you. You've changed my life. And it's like, oh my goodness. I had nothing to do with that. That was all of the Holy Spirit. And then there are other moments when we as priests in our arrogance and our pride, we sit down and we're like, man, I crushed that. And after Mass, nothing. No feedback. The Lord is so pleased to come into our weakness and to turn our areas of weakness into strength. The first way is to bring it to Him first in our prayer. And then again, as we, we as Catholics, to bring it to confession, to name that evil, to name that addiction, to name that sin that perhaps we're too ashamed to name. It was in college, and you've heard this story, I think, from me before. 
But I, in my confessions, did not want to name it for what it was. And I would use vague, abstract language and just kind of beat around the bush. And finally, the priest stopped me in a moment of grace. And he said, Joel, tell me what you did and tell me how many times you did it. That was an incredible turning point for me. In this area of my addiction, I was able to leave behind me. Not that I don't still have weaknesses, but the Lord is so good. And as I've seen in these areas of those in recovery and in my own life, he likes to actually turn these areas of shame and weakness into areas of strength. And this priest in particular is the mentor to so many hurt people, people that others have isolated He is a father to other priests. He is a father to other people in their struggles. And he himself is a sponsor to many. And his recovery and healing is begetting healing and recovery in so many other people. Praise God, this is how grace works. As hurt people hurt people, so healed people heal people. People in recovery bring other people into recovery. And we all need recovery. We all need recovery. Aside from speaking to the Lord directly in prayer, surrendering these areas of weakness and coming to him in confession, very often, as I say with people that are struggling with addiction, praise God you are here in confession, confessing this thing. But if this grace has not yet brought you out of the grips of this addiction, God also delights in grace working through other people. So maybe it is time to seek out a group of accountability or at least one other man or woman that is going through similar things that can hold you accountable or that can support you because the Lord delights in bringing healing also through other people. Jesus is here and he wants to bring healing to us. We have to make the choice to put out into deep water, into that uncomfortable area, and to acknowledge, I am powerless over this. I cannot manage it myself. It's as though I've been fishing all night and have caught nothing, even though I have the skills that I think I need to deal with this area. Jesus, you are, you are healer. You are savior. You are the divine physician. Jesus, we are in need of recovery in a desperate way. Jesus, bring healing into these areas of darkness and shame in my life. Jesus, help me to have the courage to put out into deep water because I know you are good and I know you are faithful even though I might not be able to feel it right now. Jesus, as you come into me, body, blood, soul, and divinity in this Eucharist, give me the courage to move from an unrepentant sinner, a sinner in denial, to a sinner in recovery.